0: Now he's going to laugh. Can you hear me now? Have we got audio? Have we got audio working? Can you hear us? Hello everyone. Just confirm you can hear us. Give us a thumbs up or a yay. You can hear us in the comments. Just so that we know you can hear what we're saying. We managed to get the delay down to about 10 seconds this week. You should be able to hear what we're saying now. All being well. Um, So hi Robin. Hi Susan. Hopefully you can hear us. Way we can hear. Awesome. So, I did unmute the microphone this week, but I'd forgot to turn the microphone on. So, <laughs> <laughs> it was unmuted, honest Robin. Um, I did listen to you and make that point in my checklist. Uh, but another point now needs to be make sure the damn thing switched on. Uh, so, welcome back folks to another West UK Weekly. Uh, we are, I am managing to figure out all the problems with how to run a live show and the things to remember. Joining me this week um, is Robin's spitting image. Uh, minus the tie. Take note Robin, no ties this week. Uh, This is a chap called Tim Buick for those of you who couldn't hear a word we were saying a minute ago. Evening. And Tim is responsible for a website called Streetpin. Uh, On top of that he's a pretty nice chap as well. Um, So that helps. And one of the things we're going to be talking about tonight is actually in fact you know what are you responsible for single-handedly killing your own high street? This is what we're going to be talking about tonight because I reckon some of you have got some questions that need answering. You've got a lot to answer for, some of you. Um, and If you're a retailer, uh, you probably hate people like me who shop online for everything and buy practically nothing in the high street. Um, so one of the things, if you're a retailer or you're thinking of opening a retail store or you've been in retail for many years and you see the shape and, um, and the layout of your high street changing, stick around because we're going to cover some interesting things tonight. That can actually benefit you, and some of the things Tim's doing uh, that can really get you and your local fellow high street retailers working well together. Um, But yeah, so we're talking about high street retail tonight. Good evening, Pete. How are you doing? Thanks for coming back. (coughs) Um, I'm not drunk, honest. I've been trying to drink bottles of cowpole to get rid of this cough. Um, So, retail high street and loving your high street what we got up there tim um so
1: (coughs) what's the show about
0: yeah so what is today's what is our show all about our show is all about um helping small businesses to get their message out there and to become a bit more known Um, this show is a business show it's an it show and it's aiming to help people with websites as well And hopefully along the way, one of the things that I want to do, uh, one of my aims with this show, is to give some love to a wonderful charity called the Diagrama Foundation. Now this is the Diagrama Foundation. Did you see how smooth that was? I (laughs) did. It's good, isn't it? Mm. Um, So this is the Diagrama Foundation's website and they're a wonderful charity who do a lot of uh, foster work for vulnerable young adults and people in need of foster care. So if we can get to a thousand subscribers, um, then we can start taking some live chats and give them some money as well. Um, so if you're watching this without subscribing, shame on you. Subscribe, cost you nothing, um, and you can get some great, wonderful, free information out of it as well, hopefully, and maybe a few giggles along the way as well. Uh, depends how much he laughs at my jokes. <laughs> um, so that's the Diagramma Foundation, and what we're talking about today. Tickety boo. Thanks. Happy days, happy days. Um, it's good to see everyone's still alive after the food at the dog track we had last night. Actually. is it bad? Uh, yeah, they they should not be selling food in the high street. That's for sure. Was <laughs> it? It was. It wasn't the kind of food that you'd want to eat twice. Hot dogs, burgers—if <coughs> you can call them that. I mean, they were shaped like burgers and hot dogs, but that's another story. Was that the the loser of the race? Yeah, the that's it. Yeah, it was the it, yeah it was the um the South Korean dog racing. last dog around the track goes on the menu (laughs) moving on Um, yeah so moving on so uh, that's what our show is about and hopefully we're going to share some love with the diagrama foundation as well uh if we can get some subscribers up um but one of the questions that i want to ask you today is um how many high street shops in 2019 closed down how many of you actually know um, how many high street stores shut in 2019 last year because um, the number is it's quite alarming isn't it it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's certainly not the sort of number that you know, you know you expect a fluctuation in high streets yeah. some shops come some shops go and things change over the yeah. years but this sort of number it's quite shocking when you when you sit and look at it and we were just tim and i were just looking at this earlier on this evening and when you start looking at the numbers and there are different reports. Not every website yeah, yeah. and not every yeah. report shows the same number, but they all show roughly to the nearest few thousand. Yeah. I've almost given the answer away, don't I? <laughs> <laughs> Fifteen, but probably 30. Oh, no. What, 30,000? Not 30 shops. Um, yeah. we wish it was 30. Um, that would be That would be awesome. But the number of shops that shut down in 2019 is quite alarming. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and even even our own high street here down in West Wickham, um, some some of the shops that have closed down there—they've been closed for a long time—and there's no sort of sign of them being regenerated. Or yeah. is that the right word, regenerated? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Tim's the retail expert. He does all this stuff with retailers, and all I know is I just keep walking past the shops, and they haven't got anything I want. But um, the amount of shops that shut down last year is quite frightening. So one of the things we're going to cover today is a a really, hopefully a really good, beneficial way that retailers can give more to their customers and find ways to work together. Mm. Because much like this show, if I just sat here and chatted nonsense on my own for an hour, there wouldn't be an audience. I'd get a letter from YouTube saying, stop, just don't do it anymore. Just cease and desist. Yeah, cease (laughs) and desist letter from YouTube. Like, this is rubbish, just stop it. Mm. Um, But like I was saying to Tim, When there's two of us on the show, it almost brings the power of three or four. Mm -hmm. It's much more funny, much more amusing and much more engaging as well. So in exactly the same way retailers need to wake up to this and start realising actually when they start working together, they actually have so much more, almost the power of an entire shopping centre when they start working and talking together. Uh, Here's the problem that high streets are controlled by massive retail brands so they make a bigger bigger hole when they go. Um, yeah, some do. Some some of the retail stores were absolutely massive Yeah. Um, and, and some of them, yeah, when they do disappear, it, because of the size of their premises, yeah, it does leave a humongous hole. I mean, here in Croydon, mm. when, what's the big one by the flyover? When, Alders When. Yeah, when Alders, mm. that was what, four or five
1: storeys high? Mm. That was huge. That was massive. Yeah, yeah. Um, and when that shut down it was just, I think, is it still empty now? It was obviously servicing such a big need, mm. the people were coming in and they'll say right I'll get my clothes there, I'll get my, um, if it's like Marks and Spencers in Orpington, um, mm. when, when that sort of closed down it was just like you can get clothes there, you can get your food there and that sort of thing. And it, it was just, yeah, when when something big like that goes, mm. it, d- it does have a knock-on effect. Yeah. Um,
0: Well, it does. It does. It also not only does it have a knock-on effect in terms of leaving a hole in the high street, and the amount of people that are out of work, it actually makes the high street look a lot worse than it is as well. Especially the bigger the premises that's left empty, it almost makes the high street look a
1: bit derelict, doesn't it? You need to have hooks for shoppers. You need to say, right, okay, if you've got a shop in the high street, I'll go to this one, this one, this one, this one. If you don't have the pull of all the independent um, knowledge and different types of...
0: <laughs> Susan says, bring back Woolworths. She cried when alders shut.
1: Do you know what? Yeah. Should we go on to our next point?
0: Yeah. So on that note, Susan, um, what is the current state of your high street? Where you live right now, How what does your high street look like? Tell us in the comments while we're on air and we can uh, we can get a feel for what people's high streets look like. Because where we're based, uh, my office is based in West Wickham, and the high street here—it's—it's it's odd, to say the least. It's—it's it's a mishmash of restaurants, um, food outlets, charity shops, and now I think the fifth or sixth barbers has just opened up. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So it's a great place to go eat and get yourself cleaned up. Yeah, but not much else. Yeah, and if you want to noticed new- a bit. Yeah, if you want a new wardrobe, um, then you're going to get someone else's used goods. Yeah. Um, but that's really all we've got here. Yeah, we yeah. don't really have much. And in the five years that we've been in West Wickham now, the High Street really has, I mean, we had a huge Starbucks when we came here and it's massive. And even
1: they shut down. You sort of think, well, if Starbucks can't survive, yeah. what the hell's going on? I think I think Starbucks shut down in Norpington as well. Mm. Um, so, um, just for of reference, I, I sort of my local high street is Alpington, um, which has had a bit of a checkered past. Um, I don't know if you remember a Honda advert, and there was there was like a tumbleweed and some sort of a bit sort of third worldy looking. Sepia tone and, that wasn't filmed in Westwick and High Street, was it? <laughs> no, no, it wasn't. It was just sort of this Honda advert, and it said, "You just happen to live in Orpington." <laughs> <laughs> like, this was just obviously local like uh, big news. Yeah, that Orpington's yeah. been slated by a global <laughs> car. Hon- Honda, Honda does Orpington down. <laughs> and but then Daily Mail, I think, jumped on the, on the bandwagon, or they did it beforehand, and mm. um, they just called it charity shop High Street. Yeah. Um, in terms of you know. Well, There's that's what this is charity. feeling like around here. Yeah. West
0: Wickham is starting to feel like uh, it's just charity shops, food, and somewhere to get your haircut.
1: It's so in terms of the, the way that shoppers are evolving and stuff like that as well, because of such an online presence and the ease mm. of getting things delivered. You know, you can get things delivered in an hour these days. Mm. Um, and well, especially with places like Deliveroo and stuff, right? This is it. If you're yeah. hungry. You ain't even got go, you only got to go as far as your front door now. Yeah. So. Um, Deliveroo, uh, Just Eat, uh, Uber Eats, that sort of thing. Down the high street, everything is swarming, six o'clock, seven o'clock, blah, blah, it's just mopeds everywhere. Mm. Um, but in terms of it, the, the high street is it's sort of transitioning into more of a service-led, rather than product-led offering. Mm. Um, so you've got 10 hairdressers or something like that. I th- well, we, in Orpinton, I think we've got about 10 hairdressers. Um, every other shop is a restaurant, or uh, which are opening and closing all the time. Mm. Um, there are some that stay there, and some that sort of a bit of a white elephant that seems to change every sort of six months, that sort of thing. Mm. Um, but it's very much sort of service. So you, it's um, one of the huge things that the the, the bid did, the Orbitant bid, was, was get an Odeon coming in, oh. and that's one of the things that really drives. Footfall, so people that's, come that's in. That's
0: quite a quite a venture to have in your high street, isn't Absolutely. it? Absolutely, not many places have got an Odeon.
1: Alton used to have one. If you're in
0: America day. watching this, an Odeon mm. is what we call a cinema. Okay, it's where we watch TV on a big screen together in a group.
1: <laughs> and it, so I think about thirty years ago there there was a, an Odeon cinema, but that closed mm. down. Mm. Uh, but to, I think that's you know that, that's the that wonders for the high street. Mm. Um, but it still it still needs a big push. Mm. Um, my, my daughter, my daughter's twelve, um, so we've just started giving her. a Commiserations, mate. We've just started giving her a little year bit old, of. A Twelve-year-old and a daughter do- and female as well. He's got his work cut out. I've got two, two, but uh, the twelve-year-old is now not many, not uh, many hairs left that are not grey anymore. <laughs> no, no. That's what it does for you. Um, so she, she's just she now gets the bus down to the high street, and mm. she loves it. So she's a new generation. Uh, she would go to somewhere like Peacocks and, and she could sort of... I've see. heard of that shop. And so My I, mum buys her clothes there. Yeah, and so, <laughs> you know, and I think like Claire's accessories, I think they might have closed, but, it, you know, little bits and pieces, knick-knack shops and stuff like that. And mm. I think because I think it's a new venture and get a bit of freedom, she can go out there. But uh, mm. having, if there was no Peacocks, then it would be just I'm going out for something to eat. If, yeah. there's, no, if there's no shopping involved... Yeah,
0: there's not much else to do, So You just eat, no. come home and then yeah. so that's it. Um so, yeah, but yeah, so what, what we got here? So, yeah, Pete says Dartford is dire. Gravesend is faring better. Gravesend. Yeah, Dartford's quite a tough, quite. Dartford's an odd area because you've got the M25 going right through it and a lot of commercial industrial stuff are down there. Um, I mean, the high streets down there are not the high streets. That I've seen down in Dartford. They're a bit scarce. Um, I've never, I don't. I can't say I've ever been down Dartford High Street. Mm. Because I I don't don't know know where it is. No, I don't know. Um, But I'm I'm guessing because of the fact it's so industrial, it's not. I know Dartford's not the cleanest of places to hang around. Mm. So it's not going to be the most. um, It's not going to be the most affluent or um, pleasant of places Mm. to chill out. You know, like if, like if you go somewhere like Greenwich. Greenwich is a little bit industrial, but there's a lot more green spaces. It's a lot nicer. But yeah, I can't imagine Dartford being. my, on my top top ten list of places to go and hang out and do some retail shopping, unless mm. of course you go somewhere like Bluewater, mm. which mm. is. But then, I've been to Blue Water twice, and I, the first time I went, I vowed never to go again. And The second time I went, I vowed never ever to go again. Um, Third time, you'll be lucky. And, yeah. It, yeah, it's too much. It's just, it's just. You know, how much of this stuff do you do you want to get stuck into in one place? Mm. Is you just, you just, especially. And this is obviously the difference now between men and women. So the ladies that are watching will understand this. um, And the the guys watching will definitely understand this. When we go shopping for something, we know each other we want. Before we've even left the house. So we go, we get it, we come back, job done. Happy days. When women want something, they're going to get killed for saying this now. Um, You generally know what you want, but you'll spend bloody hours trying to find it or looking at all the different variations of stuff. Uh, So that's really annoying. But we're not stereotyping. Yeah, we're not stereotyping at all. It's just you know, just observe casual observations from our own experience, of course. Um, but yeah, what else have we got? So we're getting a pie and mash shop. Susan says we're getting a pie and mash shop. Oh, that sounds good. Um, that's in Selston, right? Yeah, Selston. I've spotted Selston. It's full of nail salons and takeaways. Um, so yeah, it's definitely the place to get your fingers done before you yeah. stick them into some some mm. food. Um, Starbucks is part of a bigger problem with retail. Yeah, um, you know, Starbucks shops are quite big. They don't generally open very small shops. Mm. Um, so when they when they do pack up and leave, they do generally leave quite a hole in the
1: high street, don't they? But, but, but these are, as in, they are affiliates. So they're they're franchises, and so. Oh, are they? Yeah. So so. See, I yeah, didn't know that. They're as in, so someone like, um, if you have a McDonald's in Orl- in Orl- mm. or all. I know of the McDonald's are franchises. Um, as far as I know, Starbucks is. Franchisees uh, is, is. But uh, yeah, a lot of these big corporates are franchises. So right. someone has, I think McDonald's, you have to pay, I don't know, 60, 70, 100 grand mm. to actually own that premises. Yeah, I used to out. circle.
0: We've owned a McDonald's in Orpington or something like that, Bromley. So I, um,
1: I know people see it as a big, um, big US giant. That's no coincidence, he was quite a big bloke. <laughs> there's still someone has saved up and they've you know they've gone well, said, a huge this, this investment, is my eh? business this is my business this yeah. is what i'm doing it's yeah. a
0: massive investment it's almost like mlm marketing but on a retail scale mm, yeah. um buying into the business as it were and that's a ton of money to invest it as is, well yeah,
1: it is. you have to go on courses as well well yeah because you you've got to make courses. sure that you yeah. do things
0: their way rather than your yeah. way um but yeah so getting you know on on those those retail fronts like pete said when the corporate ones um, Richard, that's a rubbish generalisation. <laughs> is it rubbish? No, I'm sure there's plenty of blokes out there who spend hours and hours shopping for stuff too, and there's women who go straight in, get what they want, and leave. Um, I think we should move on from there. I just, yeah. met, <laughs> I just haven't met any yet. That's all, but I'm sure they're out there. Woolwich is dying. It was waiting for a crossroad. Yeah, the last time I went to Woolwich, it didn't look. Um, it didn't look well. There's a lot of green space in Woolwich. Um, obviously, there's uh, the, the, the high street down. is not massive. Um, Green Robins but they don't I believe the majority of Blue Water's business comes from outside the borough yeah a lot of people travel far and wide to go to Blue Water Uh, it's an attraction in itself the fact that it's so humongous and there's so much stuff in one place but good luck finding your car once you're finished (laughs) Um, but in terms of retail on the high street um, and, and the current state of your own high streets what have we got at this point too? So we were going to go down memory lane. Yeah, memory lane. Yeah. so memory if you lane. guys were to take a trip down memory lane right now, what were your favourite stores that you had in the High Street when you were younger? Uh, or when you were kids? What sort of stores did you like to go shopping in? Because for me, I, my fascination was always places like Woolworths, mm. Pick and Mix and Lego. That was my two That was my two yeah. things.
1: Um, I've got OCD now. I didn't have it as a kid. So I would be more worried about picking up all those Pick and Mix sweets. Oh God, yeah. Oh. Yeah, can you imagine now having a pick mix You'd be like, yeah, gloves, gloves. Oh. You wouldn't want to touch no. it now, no? not No, no. We were just talking about earlier. earlier. Um, so I asked my daughter to uh, go get a CD or a DVD. Um, and then, in the high street, the only place that sells them, I think, is now Tesco's. And so, you know, we used to be able What's to D V DVDs and stuff like that. Okay, um, yeah, yeah. And it's just uh, that, that's, that sort of thing has is, is now, you know, evolved to just downloading and stuff like that. But, um you know, in terms of um, well, yeah, streaming now has pretty much killed the DVD. It has, hasn't
0: it? yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw an Xbox for sale the other day that Microsoft have released a new one. It doesn't even have a DVD slot on it. Every single game is streamable. I was like, oh, um,
1: what do you right. do if you've got a ball big yeah, shelf yeah. of games you can't play them? Don't know. Um, we, we were talking about the, the ones that have gone th- things like. Entire um,
0: era of twenty five percent of the UK population yeah indeed Pete says blue water and lakeside in thorock um, they're less it takes less than an hour to get to them for twenty five percent of the population so it's it's serving the masses really and it? it's how can you get as much as possible to as many as possible as cost effectively as possible i guess yeah, yeah. Um, yeah.
1: although I can imagine the rents in those places are not cheap right because no. you 're paying for the fact that everyone knows that you're there no, yeah and rates is is one of the biggest killers um so if you've got a shop selling uh, selling clothes, if you got, and then if they're selling the same things that you can get online, mm. they're not paying any rental rates, no. and then you're paying quite extortionate amounts <coughs> of them, and, and so, and then. We also have the the key things like parking, um, mm. and there are, there are various other things that are just going to hit the online. That's quite a, the, the, in, the actual in-store, mm. you know, yeah. That's but,
0: quite a controversial issue for high streets as well, like your local high streets like West mm. Wickham and Orpington mm. and, and Beckenham and stuff. Parking is a killer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the retailers are struggling to survive, but the councils are seeing them as cash cows for, mm. for people who want to come mm. and visit. And it's, it's really unfair. Yeah, yeah. But down in West Wickham, you've got about a dozen parking spaces and it's just Red Route the whole way through. Mm. Even through those parking spaces, you look up and it just says, no stopping, 7 till 7. So you think, well, when are the shops supposed to make any money? Yeah. They're not going to open at 7 o'clock yeah. at night. Um, so where the hell do people go? And there are car parks, but you have to know where they are. Because yeah. if you don't, you're, you're going to have a hard time finding them. Uh, what a state people like that. Yeah, uh, CD's are last century's invention. Might as well try and sell 75rpms. Yeah, you can, you might as well, yeah. It is, It is. Um, CDs are very last mm. century, um, as are DVDs, even Blu-rays, they didn't last very long, did they? No, we we, we bought one. Blu-rays we bought just sort of went, hello, yeah, goodbye. Yeah,
1: just never used it. Yeah,
0: yeah I I'd, I'd looked at Blu-rays for a little while and thought, that'd be nice. And by the time I figured out, well, oh, I might get one, they were gone. Mm. So, oh, that didn't last five minutes. Uh, a bit like the mini disc, really came along and everyone went yeah mini disc and oh God, yeah, yeah. a few years later that was it it was out uh, the high street has to high street has to modernise and offer compelling products or experiences to consumers at the moment I don't believe they do yeah. I'm, t- I'm inclined to agree with him so that, that's from Pete Brassy saying that you know high streets these mm-hmm. days they're not providing us with anything that makes us go you know what I'm off down the high street I know exactly yeah. what,
1: what they've got it's, it's, it's one of my main points in terms of um, the only way that high street retailers can compete is by bringing that experience they, they've got the the advice the knowledge uh it could be sights, smells sounds you can really control that things like um if you had um one of the biggest um casualties of, of the high street is, is travel agents and that sort of thing i don't think you'll find a travel agent on most high streets because it's so easy to do online but if yeah, there's had, a lot of competition for that. There, there is, like absolutely. But certain if you, coloured brick websites and, and whatnot going on. But if you had things like um, a Spanish night, come and see, you know, have some sangria and we'll show you, the, you know, this is the hotel. Do 360 views of the rooms and you, you all that sort of thing. It's the experience. People will buy into that and they can talk to each other and, and collaborate and stuff like that. And so mm. organising events and having a theme and having a focus, getting people involved... That experience is going to be where you can really win in the high street against yeah. someone that just says, right, click, because you like this picture of a beach, you know? Mm.
0: I do like going into the pet shop down the road because it's really big. Does it All stink? The, it stinks of animals <laughs> in there. It's great. It's, it's a really nice yeah. shop to go into because it mm. smells of animals, yeah. but you can't take the dog in there with you because you know you're gonna he's going to pick up everything. It's going to cost you <laughs> an arm and a leg on the way out of the shop. It's say, excuse me, your dog's got five toys in his mouth. Can you pay for those? You buy it, you buy it. And t- he's eaten two yeah. bags of food yeah. once here. Um... But yes, there are certain shops that I know that are up there that I want to go into. And mm. I do go into them fairly often. I take the take the little fat sausage with me up there. Mm. And, or... That's his dog, by the way. No, no, that's me. <laughs> that's the, the dog takes the fat sausage up to the shop to buy him some toys. Um, so thinking about how our high streets are currently working, uh, tell us a bit about UK some UK shopping habits at the moment, Tim, because I know you've done a lot of research. Into yeah, this, right? so I
1: just thought, um, i just put a couple of stats out there. So um, in terms of the three thirty minutes parking in Selston. Yeah, if
0: only every high street had 30 minutes free parking, that yeah. would make things so much easier for yeah. everyone. And plenty of availability. Yeah, I get it that you don't want people parking your bloody day, but yeah, uh, at least let us, you know, yeah, if yeah. I go to the shop and get 15 kilo bag of dog food, how am I supposed to cart it 300 yards down the road yeah. to, the, to, to the car park? Yeah.
1: Um, and I could probably do with a bit of exercise, but <laughs> that's another show for another day. <laughs> Uh, so, so in terms of, I've dug out some stats, and this is, um, I guess, a word to the wise in terms of the high street retailers, if you don't sort of understand what the shoppers are doing, what devices they're using, what, what sort of their method of, of interacting and stuff like that, then then you, you can't compete, you can't um, you, you need to be engaging with how they are actually looking to shop. It's like you've got, um, it's like you've got to know your enemy, right? you know, do know your, know your customer one of, the, one of the things I always say is, is that if you say this is the way I've always done it you're onto a loser you've got mm. to keep changing you've got to keep evolving try new things but um, well, yeah there's a radio shop in the high street here and it's only a little tiny
0: shop on the corner and he sells like DAB radios fairly small TVs nothing nothing amazing and little just gadgets and knickknacks, the sort of stuff you think nah or you know the alarm clock radio. How many of, how many of those do you've got to sell a week? And you you do wonder. I've never ever seen anyone in there. Yeah. And, uh, a few times I've walked past during the day and see one person in there and I realised it was the owner. And you so thought, how is that shop still yeah. there? How is he still paying his rent and? I mean, unless he's been there for 100 years and he bought the shop cash yeah. or, or whatever. but he's laundering money. And unless, it's a, unless it's a criminal front for some other activities that are going on that I won't accuse him of because I don't know if, I, <laughs> yeah. uh, if you see this right, I don't know you. I'm talking about a shop somewhere far, far away.
1: Um, so a couple of stats. So 72% of consumers that perform a local search will visit a store within five miles of their current location. So in terms of... Um, if you look at some of the Google stats, so many things have, have got like um, uh, something near me. So you'll say barbers near me, um, dog shop near me, uh, that sort of thing. And so 72% of people that do that will actually come and visit a store within five miles. So you've got to be sort of be, uh, SEOs Starbucks. and bits and pieces. Um, hmm. 78% of local mobile searches result in an offline purchase. So this, according to these stats, we'll we'll, we'll share these in the show notes where they came from. Um, But in terms of seventy-eight percent of local Mm. mobile searches actually result in someone going into the shop themselves, so Mm. generating footfall. Having a look on your phone, it's 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 fantastic in terms of. That's a very fine number. If you're engaging on this, so if you if you really sort of say, make sure your site can be found when people are searching for something. If they're searching on Facebook, if they're Mm. searching on. Google, where is my nearest? And this list, is obviously
0: or? retailers that have got
1: websites, got information for to. people to find. So, so many people down the high street won't have a site, or if they do, it just is static, and all it has is their opening hours.
0: I've heard that a lot from retailers. There's a, there's a retailer that I go to in um, over in Bromley, a model flying shop. Mm. He sells model airplanes and stuff. Not that I'm interested in any of that stuff. And uh, <laughs> there's no clues, honest. You can't um, look over my shoulder. <laughs> don't, no, don't. Um, and the amount of times I've seen like his website um, not through any fault of his own it, it's just a, literally a stagnant page it just says here's the shop opening now is my phone number and the amount of times I've said to him why is there you know you walk into the shop it's an Aladdin's cave of, of modelling stuff and radio control stuff and, and just toys for grown ups mm-hmm. if you like and the amount of times you just think man if everyone in the world could see this you'd, you'd, you wouldn't be able to keep up with the orders mm-hmm. um, and it's like you say it's just that I don't know if it's lack lack of technical knowledge or a lack of will to do it, or like you said earlier, that mm. thought of well, we've never had, we've never worried about it before, so mm. we won't bother. And like Pete said, um, if we're not evolving, you kind of get left behind. Mm. Um, and yeah, the amount of times I've had that conversation with the guy, and um, yeah, it's it's it is a sad state that some people are really missing out on a trick there, yeah. uh, because the amount of times I've looked for stuff and gone, wow, that shop. Down the road in Bromley's got it, and I'll get in the car and go. Um, But yeah, quite often, like you say, quite often I do look for stuff. Where can I get
1: it now? Yeah, yeah. rather than wait for the courier to come tomorrow. Absolutely. Um, I'll I'll just give a couple more. So um, hmm. more than half of UK consumers, so fifty-five percent, prefer buying local. Buying local can mean uh, can have a a number of different um, incentives, um, but a lot of people are really. Proud to buy local in terms of I'm supporting the the guy who you know I see in my. School Hi Stefan, playground.
0: welcome to the show. Stefan, good you. Glad to have you on again. Glad you made it.
1: Uh, so, so <coughs> Sorry is, Tim. Buying local is, is keeping people that you see down the pub or in the school or in your church or. Is that else? is that like you want to buy a watch? You want to buy a watch? (laughs) Probably avoid those ones. They're probably not local. That's a bit too local, right? Yeah. (laughs) So, um, yes, in terms of the the want and the desire is there. Generally, more than half of the people in the UK would like to be shopping local rather than going to some of these uh, American behemoths, tax dodgers... Uh, tax doctors? <laughs> what are you suggesting, Tim? Well, there's not a lot. of I'm tax sure they pay some tax somewhere, not, right? Not to the UK. <laughs> uh, so you uh, know, people. There, there is a need and a desire to do it. Yeah. So I think I, I totally they just need that, to though. make it easy. For I
0: totally him. get that because mm. the amount of times I've tried to look, I've wanted to buy stuff locally, mm. but nowhere sells anything. Yeah. Like yeah. you say now, because it's because it's all generic sort of food, barbers, nails, and. I don't want my nails done. I like eating them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I don't need my hair done. I just, you know, get the dog to just <laughs> yeah. bite it all off. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of things that are in the high street I really don't need. Yeah. Like the charity. There's a there's a shop here in the high street that sells exclusive men's suits and tailored leather shoes. I mean, they're proper expensive. Yeah. But I've never seen anyone in there. Oh, yeah. You know, when I walk the dog past the shop, it's always empty, and it it, it does worry me to sort of think, how long can people carry on like that? How will local small retailers afford the rents rates on the high street properties? Yeah, this, that's, this an is a big awesome pro- that's an awesome. That's because that's one of the reasons Starbucks packed up. Because mm. when they left, a lot of people in West Wickham said, "Why'd they go?" Mm. That everyone was, you know, there was it was always busy. Mm. Apparently, the shop rent alone was seven thousand pound a month. That's a that's mm. a shitload of
1: coffee so, you got so, to sell so to put pay in the rent. rent Putting the rates, all all the staff that are in there, mm. you've got to be selling a lot. So a lot of so what's food. A couple, what's a cup of
0: coffee? Three quid, yeah, thereabouts. Three quid. That's a lot of coffee you got to shift in. Just no, I'm not doing maths at this time of night. You do it. Um, a lot. But that's a, yeah, that's a lot. Of, that's a lot of people staying awake just to keep the store running.
1: Yeah, and um, they will have huge peaks. So they'll have a peak before work, peak at lunch. Peak afterward, maybe I don't know if coffee. Yeah, people you buy. get the sort of
0: the the the, the, the mums going in with their with their kids having their mothers' meetings in there. in but, the Yeah, day and,
1: but a lot of the shops will have like a two-hour window where people are getting their lunch or, or that sort of thing. So yeah, in the morning that. it's probably manic, mm.
0: um, and then people trying to stay awake long enough to make it home to
1: mm. uh, go in the evening. And obviously something I'll cover later is how to maximize that period. If you if you've got if you're basically twiddling your thumbs at eleven o'clock on a Tuesday, make the most of that. Mm. Okay, so um, that's that's pretty much
0: um, some pretty useful stats, actually, on, on the way things are going online at the moment. I've got plenty uh, more. We'll put them in the show notes. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. If you want to know more more of the stats, then we can, we can sit here and ramble them all night long. Johan's come back. Hey, hi, Johan. Good, good to have you online again. Um, he says, the best high street in a small town is in Dunkeld, Scotland. It's a small local business. It's just a co-op as far as big brands are concerned. We happen to represent 80% of them, awesome. Yeah, I would imagine somewhere places that are a lot further out, like places in Devon, Scotland uh, and Wales, they probably don't have the same problems that people, places like London and Birmingham and Manchester do. The bigger brands probably aren't that interested because there's not that many people there to make it's money probably from. less
1: places to park. It's, there's plenty mm-hmm. of
0: parking, yeah. Um, yeah. And people there probably, they don't wanna travel two hours into a city to go to work, yeah. so they're more inclined to have their own stores and provide for their own neighbourhoods. Better late than never. Hi Helen, good to have you on. Um, Wonderful to have you join us for the show. Uh, So we were just talking about some stats and stuff on the UK uh, retail stuff. And um, I say stuff, you know, it's his his area of expertise really. Um, So given that retailers are struggling so much, um, and given their shopping habits, What is one of the things that Tim said to me uh, the other day, and this piqued my interest because I didn't even know about it? He mentioned something about something called bid, and if you're a retailer, this is quite this is something I feel that you guys should really know about because I didn't have a clue about this. Um, I've heard of it before, didn't really understand it, didn't really look it up. I had no interest in sort of the retail side of things, and. Like we were saying with the shape and and what the high streets look like these days, my high street looks very different to Beckenham. Beckenham's high street is very varied. There's a a wild variety of stuff down in Beckenham. Mm. And and every time I've been through Beckenham, it's ram-packed. No matter what time I go through there, it's crazy busy. Um, So what is bid uh, for anyone who's a retailer Mm. or thinking about retail or knows a retailer? Tell us a little bit about what BID is, and how it can actually affect the picture and the shape and layout of a high street.
1: Yeah, so um, going back 10, 20 years, the council was responsible for the the upkeep and the the general interest of the collective high street. Um, I I can't remember how long ago, but essentially there is uh, an initiative called Business Improvement Districts, uh, where essentially the council offloads this decision. Um, and the the upkeep to a collective so um, they, they basically have a ballot and they have a um, is that like a committee of businesses it's or a, yeah the, the bid will usually be made out of people that are part of the they will have a retail shop there okay. and then they'll, they'll have a full-time manager yeah so, so the retailers form like a, a committee-ish type thing yeah so there be probably be board members that from, from various different of the retailers but then they'll have someone that's a full-time uh, and then also have some volunteers and stuff like that. Awesome. But, but essentially, these guys are, are responsible for the collective decisions. So it could be major things like parking or um, roadworks or um, bits and pieces. But essentially, they're there for the best interests of the collective. So um, every, every people are watching Star
0: Trek, haven't you? I've never <laughs> seen Star Trek. He just keeps. He likes the word collective. <laughs>
1: What does that mean in Star Trek world? Star Trek
0: fans will understand that. Okay. <laughs> he's going to go and watch Star Trek now if he's seen this to, to figure <laughs> that out. Um, you're Don't not missing much. Um, it's just a, a sci fi term, the Borg Collective. Ah. <laughs> sci fi fans will know. Uh, but yeah, business rates have been very harsh on that. They have indeed, Robin. Uh, business mm-hmm. rates are absolutely crippling people. Um, some say it's down to greedy landlords, um, some say it's just down to infl- constant inflation and things mm-hmm. going up. Yeah, um, but yeah, the, the, the business rates are absolutely killing people. It's it's so expensive.
1: So the, the, the bid collects a levy, and the levy is based on your rates, so uh, your rent. Um, and so you know the smaller places will pay a smaller levy. If you've mm. got Tesco's, they'll pay a much bigger one. I Hope so. Um, and so essentially, this they all pay into a pot, mm. and then the bid does things. So what do they
0: do with that money? So if you're if you're part of a bid. Hmm. Let's say you're a retailer in Beckenham High Street mm. and you're paying into a bid. Is it a bid scheme? Is that, is that the right term? Um, or is it just called a bid? Business
1: Improvement District is just short. a okay. bid. Cool. So, um, so you're paying into this bid pot. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, what is that money for? So they have an AGM. They have um, regular drop-in sessions and stuff like that. So you get your say as a retailer mm-hmm. to come in and say that I'm worried about parking. I'm worried about the... the the um the litter is not good or the experience, you know are the
0: bids still around, Susan says, yeah they are actually So they're
1: increasing. They're uh, they're rapidly increasing. So I think there are about four hundred bids in the UK. Um don't quote me on that, but it's in that in that sort of ballpark. That's quite a lot. Um, right? so most high streets will have a bid. If they haven't then they're probably there are you know they're they're balloting people to, to bring mm. them together. Because
0: but, but aside from what the bid is for and what it does if I was paying into that bid, and yeah. I apologise for mm. asking the same question twice, I'm starting to feel like Jeremy Paxman now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Answer the question already, man. Um, if I was paying into a bid as a retailer, yeah, what, where would that money go? What would it actually be spent so, on?
1: So, for example, I, I know because it Orphans, sounds like
0: another tax, doesn't it? In some some retailers so, might see it as that.
1: So I think some do, yeah. Yeah. Um, I think um, so. It opens in Orphanson, the first thing that springs to my mind is. Um, they put plants all the way down the high street, so okay. like big pots and just yeah. and. Um, oh, so is that not is that not a council funded thing? No, so it's now the bid. The council doesn't oh. do it, um, gotcha. and then the bid also pays for the Christmas lights. You know, ah. um, and oh, yeah. um, if there's events and stuff like that, they you know they'll do the the policing and the you know setting up of. What events. for stuff like that too. All kinds of things. So yeah. like
0: uh, so like in West Wickham, every Christmas they have like a Christmas.
1: High Street Fair. Yeah, yeah. So that'll be done by the bid. Um, right. So the maybe there is a
0: bid in West Wickham,
1: Just like, uh, Well, if they have a bid, it will be the bid. So yeah, I don't know, you know. I know they have pots on all the counters
0: saying, you know, donate towards the Christmas lights and, and then the retailers sort of get together and just sort of make things happen. I don't know if there is a bid or not, but uh, I, d- I doubt it given the state of the shops. As, that are as far as I was, because
1: I, I met someone, I think, that was trying to put a bid together for West Wickham. Mm. Um, I'm a bit hazy about that, so... Um, don't quote me about West specifically, but um, landlords
0: with big empty properties need to convert the properties into smaller sections so that smaller businesses can take the space and be under the rates relief. Yeah, exactly. Excellent point, Johan. Um, there's a lot of big empty properties out there, mm. and I think a lot of retailers are scared of taking on that responsibility because it's a big ask. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and the rents are massive. Yeah. When you look at when, when I found mm. out what Starbucks were paying, I was like, how much? Mm. For coffee. That's nuts. Yeah. I mean, all right. The store's a fair size, but really, seven grand a month—that was just insane. Yes. Shame too, because I like Starbucks. Yeah. Um, but you know, other coffee retailers are available. <laughs> um, so if that's how bid works, then um, what? Tell us a little, because I'm conscious of the time as well. I don't really okay. want to keep Tim awake all night. He's poor sod's been working hard all day. Um, what other things can retailers do collaboratively? Yeah. Uh, so yeah. bid is a sort of, sort of collaboration, isn't it? Where all the retailers come together and do, yeah, they they sort of gang up, if you like, on the community yeah, yeah. and say, here here's how we want to
1: make it better. So, so you would have thought so, but from, from my it experience, sounds like it is. Yeah, but things like the AGMs and stuff like that. Um, if there are say 400 retailers, the AGM might have five or six people turn up. Is that it? That's my experience so far. Christ. And and just think, well, well don't the you others know, care? So. One of my notes was apathy is a killer. If mm. if you if you're going to moan about something, make it productive. Mm. Go go and say, well, I don't like this, so change it. Yeah. Or try something new. I, I know there's all those phrases about being a busy fool and stuff like that. I don't <laughs> I don't want to say that anyone's a fool, but time can well, be spent. yeah,
0: you can spend you can spend all day moaning and complaining and bitching about stuff, but unless you're going to get off your backside and go and do something about it. Uh, you know, shut the hell up, or make make a change. Yeah, yeah. And I, Just I like Pete said earlier, there's you know there's a lot of people out there who are not changing, and not, and like Pete said, yeah. they're, they're they're not um, they're not proactive. They're not doing anything to make mm. the place better, and they're probably all the people who are sitting around going, "Oh, this sucks. This high street's rubbish. Yeah, yeah. I can't yeah. sell anything down here." Yeah. Or the you know they're complaining about things, but they're not the sort of people who are going to get off their backsides. Yeah. And say, you know what? Why don't I find a way of working with the shop guy next door? Mm and coming up with something awesome yeah Um, and this is one of the reasons why I wanted Tim on the show because Tim's done something amazing called streetpin.com and I want to give Tim the chance to explain Mm. it to you because it's really really good and this is where if you're a retailer or you want to become one you can um, I'll give him the mouse in a sec let's Mm. show you let's close this one here let's show you uh, Streetpin so this is Streetpin Cool. I'm going to let Tim tell you all about it because it's, it's a collaborative thing with, with retailers. What's Pete saying? If Starbucks moves out of an area due to operation costs, something is really wrong as they make upward of 90%. Yeah, indeed. If Starbucks goes, then you know you've got problems. Um, when Starbucks opened in Westwick, everyone was like, hey, cool. Because it's, it, it's recognised as a global brand, mm. it's, sort of, it's uplifting for the high street. A lot of retailers probably thought, happy days, things are improving. Mm. But when they went, probably a lot of people are like, oh
1: God, we're we're doomed. Reminds me of, uh, I was in China, um, in a place where there were no Westerners um, 20 years ago. I was working out there and um, essentially one of the, McDonald's franchise opened up there. And Mm. there was just, High Street was just absolutely rammed. There was was queues for round the block, just trying to get a burger. Mm -mm. Anyway, so retail in China is
0: nuts, right? It can be. There's shops everywhere, mm. there's no, you don't, empty shops aren't a
1: thing out there, are they? So much. It, there's a lot of people there. We'll yeah, true. Um, I'm gonna do a very quick um, overview of Street Pin. I know that some people are probably just listening on audio, so I'll try and work a little bit Yeah, so this. for those
0: of you who are listening on the podcast mm-hmm. at the moment, Tim's website is streetpin.com, and it is basically a collaboration for local retailers to put offers together and to showcase their offers live, right? Everything's live. So um, if you're a retailer, you can say, right, you know what, today, here's what we've got going on, Yeah. put it up there, and everyone else in your neighborhood can find it and see it.
1: Yeah. Um, so as in, we already this started. This where to- all the podcasters are gonna fall asleep now.
0: No, <laughs> no, 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 I can't no, no. see
1: what he's doing. I'll, I'll keep it sort of. Use uh, your imaginations. Audio as well. Yeah. Um, so one of the things I have learned recently is uh, never do a live demo. So we've just got a couple of screens <laughs> open. Um, so if you're <coughs> up in streetpin.com, you'll see a screen that just has a little pop-up. Uh, if you click on Bring your mouse get over started, by oh, right. yeah. if you say get started, um, then essentially what it, it will zoom into, as long as you let us, it will zoom into your current location. So wherever you are, wherever you are in the world, it will zoom into where you are. Mm. So this example here shows uh, where Rich and I are sitting at the moment. Um, mm. Underneath, uh, underneath the map will show it will extrapolate all the offers and posts from anything around the area. So if you if you scroll the map and go over to uh, to Beckenham, you'll see something different to if you were in West Wickham. Yeah, because um, this little this little why am I pointing at the screen? No? <laughs> the podcasters are like, well, why is it going
0: quiet? He's pointing at the screen. <laughs> yeah, so the, the little arrow that you see at the top of the screen, there's like a letterbox view of the map. Mm, yeah. If you was to click that arrow. All the offers would drop down and it lets you move the map around like you would on Google Maps, wouldn't it? Yeah. So you can just grab the map and just move it about and see what's where. Yeah. And as you do that, things change on the screen, don't
1: they? It does. So, yeah. (coughs) It's pretty interactive, actually. And so um, we also have a Find Me box. So essentially, this is something that um, if you're walking down the high street and it starts to rain, you can put Find Me an umbrella. So it could be that um, you you know that Boots sells umbrellas, but you didn't know that... Dave's Hardware around the corner sells umbrellas. So it's that sort of thing. You can find live offers and live um, conversations. It may be that you're really into your model aircrafts. So you could just put in model aircraft. It may be that someone around the corner, around about the Wesh area could, was talking about model aircrafts or something like that. You can join the conversation. Stuff that you wouldn't find normally. Um, so um, if you click on the, um, the, the pin, so we have pins uh, identifying what the category is uh, all over the. Um, that's handy because it's called Street Pin, isn't it? Pin on the street. That's. I never thought of that. It's almost like someone put some thought into that. <laughs> I doubt it. Uh, <laughs> so you click on that, and you'll see. So this this is just a very quick mock up that uh, that I did for for Wesh. So um, all of all of this 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 is basically a, a little mini website that people can set up really really quickly. Um, for oh, so everyone gets like a micro homepage. They do, and, awesome. and th- this is it's really tailored for the for the uh, Retailered. It's retailed. It's retail What's in your water? That's not of, it's not a bottle. not vodka. vodka, right? Yeah. <laughs> so uh, essentially, this you, you can tailor the the fonts, the colours, mm. um, but but this is, is it's really for the today's audience, where very short attention spans. It's like five to eight seconds or something like that. If you do you say? five to eight <laughs> seconds um, and so uh, this is snippets of, of conversations that you can start um, little, little offers um, mm-hmm. and one one of the things we're really trying to really benefit for the high street is, is really reducing disposals re- reducing things that are say perishable so mm-hmm. anything from your flowers uh, or your in your Butchers, your bakers. Mm. This could be shops. quite useful for a lot of the food stores that are already now dominating the high streets. Very much so to cut down on waste, right? Really, something that is really a big passion of ours. in terms of it, if we can food. make a difference, <laughs> food, but also wastage. Yeah. In terms of these. Oh, we love wasting s- stuff. Just use, sling it out.
0: Don't even don't even use it. Bite, throw right away.
1: So, so we, we should be. You know, um, if if it's rainy or there's low footfall or something like that. If if you if you're not um, if. At five o'clock, if you have to pay to dispose of all your sandwiches or your artisan bread or, you know, all these lovely flowers and stuff Actually, like that. Actually,
0: yeah, retailers have to pay a lot of money to put their, their business waste they out, do. don't they? They do, So I didn't even think of that. Not it's only are
1: you not getting the sale, but you're paying to, to throw paying it away. to throw away the stuff that you can't make money. And with. also, the, the green factor is, is something that my wife is always on about in terms of, you know, disposable. Is that why it's all green? Um... Yes, <laughs> it's actually green because I'm colourblind and that's one of the colours that really stands out for me. Yeah, he actually
0: yeah. said it was red and I just went, yeah, yeah, that's red. That's, 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 that's absolutely so, what red looks
1: like. It's, it's, it's cruel to mock colourblind people. Um, <laughs> so um, so th- this is basically, it has all the stuff that you have in your directory. So it has mm. your, in, your, um, your intro, your phone number, yeah. your. Contact details when you're open, all the stuff that you find on a static directory. So yeah, a
0: micro a microsite
1: if you it's like a, yeah. for each business that's it's, on there. It's just designed for people that don't really do digital to be able to get online really simply, really quickly. Um, there's a free version. So that's like the model, free. like
0: the model shop in in Bromley. They who could literally just don't say, really have the resources or, or maybe the manpower to. It should take you five together. They yeah. can actually use this and say, well, actually, that's we can our have our website. own. own and they can, because they sell mm. a lot of second-hand mm. models, right? And mm. some of the models they sell are awesome. Mm. People have spent years building something, too scared to fly, put it up for sale. And if you look at what's hanging from the ceiling in that model mm. shop, some of the models are amazing. Yeah. So I guess could that be an ideal scenario where they could come along, and go, you know what? This model, the guy wants a couple mm. of hundred quid
1: for it, and I, I don't know how else to advertise it. Yeah, yeah. Could they use that as a as a Make shining it. example to, to sell model airplanes? Yeah. Well, I call it the point and click. So in terms of People that don't really get digital, uh, mm. they have a phone, they use it for old people, <laughs> and very young people, like my daughter, no, I'm joking. putting stuff on Instagram or whatever, yeah. so everyone's very used to just doing that, so it's like my tomatoes are going out of date tomorrow, I can't sell them, so mm. I just literally point, click, upload it, and put an offer on, so okay. half price. you do this from your phone, right? do everything for your phone. It's, awesome. it, we've actually tailored it to be mobile first.
0: Yeah. So you don't need a whole computer set up to do all this. No. Or it's, fancy it's, cameras, you just click, duck,
1: post, duck. Absolutely, absolutely. Cool. And you can come back to me later and put your yeah. logo on or anything like that, but yeah, you should be able to set the up. The is key, right? It really is, because it's, you know, there are. Because um, there's normally
0: an app for everything these days, isn't there? And if these, days, it's making people lazy as well. If there isn't an app for it, people are oh, I can't be bothered.
1: We, we will have an app, but our first goal was to make this... We, we did start off with an app, um, and we, we did lots of tests and stuff like that. Yeah. And because of our real community focus, mm. you can't have an app that's, that's, that's based on um, what device you have. You can't have a, a community that's, that's basically saying you can only be part of our community if you have an iPhone or if you have an Android. Mm. Um, so we went for the absolute frictionless um, web to begin with, mm. and that's where we are. Um, cool. So this is a complete standalone so website. What, so what does it cost for a retailer to get on it? Because I think you said earlier that there's a that doesn't cost a penny to get on it, does it? So absolutely, there, there is a free version. So you can set this up, um, and it's it like a lot be, of these good top line directories, isn't it? Where there's a free bit and an upgradey bit. Yeah. So freemium, yeah. So yeah. in terms of what you you know, you can, you, what you can see here is you can make this all for free. You can either yeah. have completely free, and then you pay to advertise on it, yeah. um, or you can just pay for ten pounds a month. In terms of we we tested that price point with a lot of people, and, and in, you know, apart from rich, everyone said that was really cheap. <laughs> but uh, um, yeah, only because of most of what I do is it involves a lot of online
0: directories, and some of them are quite niche as well. But, um, but we're, we're trying to be in a... the retail space because mm. a lot of the stuff I do isn't in the retail space. Mm. So my retail knowledge is I could write it on the top of this, you know, bottom of this bottle. Um, but I'd imagine if you took some, something like, let's say, your greengrocers or, mm. or a small food shop, what it what it costs them to get rid of a load of food at the end of the mm. day would probably be more than the cost of what it would cost them to use that for a month right
1: yeah so well it's in, in terms commercial of, disposal is not cheap is it like for commercial rubbish it's, it's really not but in terms of what they're using at the moment they'll pay 200 pounds for leaflets um, which people don't pick up anymore mm. um or they'll pay you know 150 pounds for a, an ad in a newspaper Mm. and or the leaflets that, that sort of go in as um, inserts and stuff like that yeah, yeah. just it, it's they're paying for outdated yeah we get a lot of that stuff
0: around here and Leaflets. And it goes straight way. in
1: the recycling mm. um so just moving on so this is a this is what we call a standalone website mm. um this is an example uh, I'm yeah ju- this is the fun bit this is what tim was showing me earlier i won't, won't take so, so long to get to this so this is Beckenham high street this is as b- you can see high Sorry, this bit's Beckenham high street so, for the podcasters, we're looking at a map with lots of different pins on it. Mm-hmm. So, um, we, we have the, the swirling Beckenham High Street Road. Um, Imagine Google Maps without all the fluff on it that you normally see
0: on Google Maps, but just an absolute ton of green pins that say, here's all the retailers in your area and here's what they've got to offer. Mm-hmm. Um, so, if you want an afternoon out shopping, you can go right. I, can, I mean, I'm looking at this one of Beckenham High Street. There must be at least 20 pins mm-hmm. on the screen, right? Yeah, fifteen, twenty pins on it straight away, and for a website like StreetPin that has how long's StreetPin
1: been going now? Um, it's, it's difficult to say really in terms of we 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 launched this version in in July, mm. um, but we were evolving it. So we've got yeah. another couple of releases um, in the next month or so before we probably say right that's properly there now. Yeah, yeah.
0: So if you consider you've been going what seven, uh, eight months. Ish. On, on this version yeah. So you've yeah. been going eight months right and the amount of
1: retailers that I've already seen just in this sort of area Beckenham, Bromley, Orpington and so on. We're doing a push in Beckenham at the moment so I'm, I'm spending Saturday walking up and down um, the high street just going in and trying to get... You me know there's up. a hurricane Saturday right? Um, that'll be me. <laughs> 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 so well, that's it, what that was it's not a hurricane it's, it's him running not. up and down the high street. It
0: is. Um, so considering how long this has been the short space of time this has been going for it's awesome to see the amount of retailers have obviously seen the benefit of this and gone, actually, you know what, this, this can actually be really beneficial. They're uh, starting to see the power of
1: working together. Well, th- this, is, this is what I'm, I'm pushing at the moment. So mm. I've created most of these, mm. um, and so I'm going out and, and helping people use them. Mm. Um, so podcasters, again, this is, we're looking at a map with lots of different um, Tim, how pieces. do you encourage
0: consumers to use street Pin? That's a good question, Pete. Actually, that is a good question.
1: If I could just finish my next screen. No, answer the man. He wants to know. <laughs> <laughs> so, in terms of um, the consumers themselves, what we're doing is is empowering um, each retailers to to be able to um, create their own um, their own entity, their own community. Um, we provide them with point of sale materials, so strut cards that sit on the uh, on the till, um, window stickers, leaflets for how tos, that sort of thing. So point of sale materials, but we're also working in conjunction with um, with the bids, um, with uh, other groups so Jackie's BBA group, um, with um, various other entities in there, so it, it's it's all about the collaboration and being able cool. to utilise each person's network. Um, so are
0: you giving retailers stationery and stuff that they yeah, can use to yeah, advertise yeah. to their customers? Yeah, yeah. That yeah. must be costing you a little little penny, right? So.
1: Yeah, so.
0: um... So I can see now why there needs to be a monthly charge because obviously, in the same way a retailer that takes Mastercard, Mastercard send them loads of stuff like stickers and Mm -hmm. Mm adverts, all stuff to put over their shop. Mm -hmm. So in the same way, I guess it's the I guess to answer Pete's question, it's the retailer's responsibility to get their customers involved with their side of Street Pin. But you provide them everything they need to help them do that, right?
1: There, there's definitely a it, it does, yeah. Cool. And so we, we do empower people to be able to use their reach and their network. Um, and then what we do on on this next screen, so this is what we call an instant shopping directory. Ooh, wine tasting. Mm. So there is um, just for example, um, if you're if you're watching this, this this is um, if you're on the
0: podcast, he's just scrolling down a page now. This is a really boring bit.
1: So this is really, really exciting. I guess if several people
0: sign up, it will filter and encourage others. Yeah, like a domino effect, exactly. Because if you get, if you get so let's say you get one in five retailers down Beckenham High Street signing up to this, mm-hmm. yeah. the other four are going to see it, Yeah, what well, you hope they would. Well, very much so. And they'll be like, well, hang on, what's that? Yeah, And then it'll
1: start to grow. And it's literally, if a shopper's walking down the street and any one of the shops catches their eye and mm. says, just type in streetpin.com, mm. zoom in, and for the first time, they can actually search for something live in the high street. They can follow each pinboard that they want to follow. So that,
0: that burger on the screen looks way better than we had at the Crawford Dog Track last night. I should hope so. Way nicer. Probably probably still be alive after eating it as well. <laughs> but what about sandwich boards outside the shops? Because I can imagine that would... And this just idea just struck me. If you had a sandwich board outside a shop that says, We're on Street Pin, mm-hmm. come and find our offers here. Other retailers would see that in a heartbeat, Right.
1: Well, they will see that real quick. They, they'll, they'll also notice the window stickers and stuff like that. So mm. it'll be, because as a retailer, they're always looking at what else as is going on. As long as it's not on a newsagent because um,
0: their windows are covered in stickers. True,
1: true. Uh-huh. So the ones that aren't covered, you'll notice. Mm. Um, but if you're in, in one of the services, so hairdressers, nails, makeup and stuff like that, you're there for a long time. Mm. And if people are sort of saying, well, actually, did you know you could actually come in at 3 o'clock in, when we're yeah, quieter yeah. And, and you can get a deal? Or yeah, I imagine us. a lot
0: of retailers, especially service places, offer... They might be interested in offering, well, you know, taking a few less quid, a few quid less is better than taking no
1: quids during yeah, quiet yeah, times. Yeah. So being able to give that fluctuation and give the power to each of these retailers. But my, my point that I really want to emphasize is, is the collaboration. Mm. So every time you promote yourself, you're also promoting everyone that, else around energy. It's that
0: big thing of working together. And, you know, it like really I said is. earlier, if I did this show on my own, I'd get a cease and desist order from YouTube saying, oh, this is just boring as hell, stop it. But when I have wonderful people like Tim and, and Robin on the show, um, it actually becomes funny and informative at the same time. Um, and it's almost like having the power of three or four people um, producing something that's actually quite informative. All uh, oh, Peter's on your case tonight, mate. He says, does Streetpin collect consumer data alongside the location data?
1: So Ooh, we, um, at the moment, um, <clears throat> sorry, excuse me. The, what we collect is absolute minimal. We collect um, email and um, and user login and that's that's for to create an account. That's but for you, the retailers though, right? Oh for the sorry, what was the He's question? asking about consumer data.
0: So if if, if Pete was to use StreetPin as a customer yep. and just pop it off on his phone and say, Right, well, I yep. want to know what's going on in my high yep. street, how much information of Pete's is gonna be collected by Streetpin? Because yep. from what I can see it's just literally the location
1: so where are you so that I can tell you what's on locally so Pete all your stuff will be private there will be the retailer will get some analytics in terms of um, how many people have visited the site um, whether you're unique or whether you're a returning visitor and they'll also get uh, analytics for um, how many posts, how many offers how many replies, how many likes Uh, all of that is is just anonymous data so no one will see Pete has done this or anything like that. Uh, it's can just a traffic. Cust- can customers register on here as well? Yeah, yeah. Of course. So, if, so if I wanted so, to
0: know what was going on in Beckham, I can register on here and yeah, So you don't need to register at all? I don't.
1: So to go to look at Beckenham, hmm. type in streetpin.com. If you're in Beckham, zooms into where you are. Yeah. If you're not in Beckenham, type in Beckenham or type in- In the search box. In yeah. the search box, and that will zoom hmm. into wherever you are. Okay. Use everything without logging in. You only need to log in if you want to reply or if you want to add content. Right. We just don't want any anonymous content sort of The sort
0: of thing a seller would do, so, like a retailer or someone with something to offer.
1: But yeah, well, if you're just looking for what's going on in any town, mm. you don't need I to do, sign in. I do like
0: the fact that from the consumer's perspective, the only thing it's asking you for is where are you? What, what do you want me to show you, you know, based on mm. where you are? Yep. Um, so that's good. Hopefully that answered that for you, Pete, because I can imagine someone like Pete being a photographer. Um, this would be an awesome way for people to um, work out you Know Pete might have some quiet times when he's mm. not actually doing any photography work. Mm. Um, when he could actually say, You know what? It turns out every week on a Thursday afternoon, I'm not really doing very much. Yeah. Um, and he might want to just slap some offers up there and say, Hey, you know what? Thursday studio day, yeah, come into the studio and have your headshot done for mm. 20, 30, 40 mm. quid or whatever they cost. Mm. I don't know. You it, um, see, absolutely, exactly. Is Street pin just Beck and or elsewhere?
1: Else no, it's not just Beck and elsewhere, else not at the moment. So, I, um
0: I street
1: street pin is just anywhere um the the power is when there are lots of things working together so um if you're in outer hebrides and you want to create a pin board you literally after you've logged in go to my pinboards create a pinboard and you can create one wherever you are you can create one on top of ben nevis if you want not much to buy up there right No, not much to buy. But if you've got a pinboard there that everyone came all the way to top of this mountain, there's nothing here. Shame on you. But people walk up there and then say, "Hey, here's me. Take a selfie." People are talking about that. If lots of people are talking about that, then Cotswolds hiking people would say, "Right, I'd love to put an offer on there." You know. Good
0: point. Yeah, good point. Um, But yeah, I do like I do like the fact that um, you could buy snow. Yeah, yeah, I could probably sell some snow to the to the, uh, the mountaineers. I can manage that. You could probably, yeah, you could probably do it in Australia <laughs> a few months ago. Just uh, sell sand to the Australians, you know. Um, but the other thing, I, one of the things I do like about Street Pin that struck me was that just it doesn't require the local shoppers to do anything. No. Just look at it and work it out what you want yeah. and where. So you haven't got to start registering and logging in. There's none of that mess, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so that's pretty cool. Um, and I'm very conscious of the time as well because we've been cool. going for an hour now. Um, so. That's pretty much, hopefully, a really good overview of street pin, and some compelling information on the fact that actually, if you're a retailer, you need to start working together, mm-hmm. because no retailer on their own is ever going to be as strong as two or more working together. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and you know, the power is in the group, not in the individual. Yeah. Uh, and all those wonderful motivational things that I read online earlier today.
1: <laughs> it's true. <coughs> but um, if you're gonna, if you're gonna have a chance against online behemoths work together and you've got a really, really good vantage point. Yeah, exactly. Um, so
0: if you could give anyone, any retailers, any tips, uh, any advice or anything for them to, what would be your top tip if you could, if you could nail one magic tip that would you would give to every retailer everywhere, what would you say?
1: Um, I'd say it's about the experience. The, the, the way that you can really win against online is to say it's, you know, I'm here, I have the knowledge, I have, uh, I have the products, try it on, smell things, taste things, you know, come and, and be part of it, be part of my community, interact, be be sort of, be a, be a, a sort of a, a... Yeah, like Susan says, as V.A. say, collaboration, not competition. Yeah, yeah. Um, so so I'd, if I could say two, one is the experience and, and one is the what's collaboration. What's another one? Oh, I, I do. <laughs> experience, collaboration...
0: Yeah. Yeah, I I would say out of of all of your tips that you've written down I would say the collaboration is going to be the strongest one Um, because and I I don't know if you've noticed this that PC World are doing this as well now the PC World Curries whatever what do they call themselves now PC World Curries is that it? you go into a PC World Curries now Um, apologies PC World if you're not called PC World Curries I I don't look up at the sign when I walk in their store but you go in there now and you've got All of your typical old, and some of you will remember this, your Dixons High Street electrical shop. You've got Mm -hmm. some of that stuff in the corner. Mm -hmm. You've got your gaming stuff and your Xboxing. You've got your Apple Store stuff in there. Um, And you've got your toasters and microwaves and your fridges. You've got everything in there. And -hmm. if you like, because they're all owned by one global brand, the DSG Group, they could sort of take that collaboration and say, well, actually, you know what, all the Dixons stores closed, but they didn't close. They just moved them into their other stores. So it became a collaboration of stores already owned by the same group. Mm. Now, if retailers in the high street wise up and start doing this, well, I don't know why they haven't, because there's so many that just, you know, no, 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 I'm, that's my store, that's your store mm. over there, you go and do your thing. Yeah. And it's and it's dividing them, and it's yeah. costing them dearly, because they're not working together. Um so, of all of the tips, really, of what Tim's written down, I would say the collaboration is the strongest one ever. Nigel, have you just joined us, Nigel, at this time of night? nine o'clock, and you've just come in, or are you just saying hello now? I would have thought you'd have said hi earlier. Hello, mate. Hope, hopes all going well. Yeah, loads of smiley faces. Night, guys. Interesting broadcast. Thanks for coming along, Pete. Wonderful to have you along. We're just literally wrapping up, and then hopefully we're uh, gonna let everyone go off to bed. So, of Tim, of Tim's tips, literally, I would say that it's all about the collaboration um and moving on to the answer of the day the question we asked earlier do you remember how many stores closed down in 2019 the answer what's the answer tim what did we, we we saw, saw did we a couple sort of, of different ones figure it out to be
1: ranging between five and six thousand
0: yeah it was literally some said five some said six thousand one hundred and something so over five thousand stores in 2019 closed down it's absolutely shocking number of stores um so I'd like to thank everyone for coming along tonight and joining in on the live chat. It was wonderful to have you all, uh, especially some of you who've only been back once or twice. Um, I'd especially like to thank Tim for coming in tonight. Thank you. I know he's had a long day at work, uh, working very hard. And um, it, it's wonderful. To have, hopefully, you will come back again sometime mm, and, and yeah, chat about more retail yeah. stuff. And hopefully, you know, as people come on the show regularly, we can build up a knowledge base of actually ways to help retailers yeah, yeah. and some of the more th- interesting things we can do to help them. Sounds good. Um, And (coughs) if you've got any comments and questions about anything we've covered in tonight's show, leave it in the comments below. But before you go, before you go, hit the subscribe button below. Oh, that rhymes. I like that. Uh, Before you go, subscribe below. And we will see you guys again next week when next week I've got uh, Gareth Walsh coming in. So we've got an X forces person who started his own business um and that's going to be a wonderful show because we're going to find out if you're ex-forces or you're looking to start your own business in that respect he's hopefully going to tell us all about how he did it and all the struggles he had and what he overcame to get his business going because things are going nuts for him he's literally crazy busy and he's excellent at what he does so if you're ex-forces or you know anyone who's ex-forces or who might be leaving the forces soon uh, next week's show is going to be for them that will be the show to watch because um, this guy that's coming is absolutely he's like a dynamo he, he's literally like a, a Duracell bunny uh, so I'm a bit afraid of having him around you know because he's, he's really energetic um, so tune in next week when we'll be talking to Gareth Walsh uh, or, is, or is it Welsh he's, he's going to kill me if I get it wrong he won't clean the windows ever again let's go with Gareth yeah Gareth's coming in um, and we'll be having a chat with him about starting your own business and all the things that he had to overcome um, so thanks for joining us folks wonderful to have you along and we'll see you again this time next week. Eight o'clock sharp. Don't be late, especially you, Nigel. Thanks again, guys. Cheers. Wonderful having you. Welsh, there you go. Welsh. I knew I was, right, I knew I got it wrong. <coughs> Welsh, Welsh. Yeah, I was roughly right. Um, so have a great night. Have a great week and see you all again next week. Till then, taddy ta. Cheers.